of That Girl Jenna Carasilla. Today is Monday, May 23rd, 2022. We're doing our mental well-being and health discussions for Mondays. And we're going through this book currently, Prayer, Faith, and Healing, Heal Your Body, Heal Your Mind, and Restore Your Soul. These are, um, the authors are Kenneth Winston Kane and Brian Paul Kaufman. So just a quick introduction. Today we're going to be talking about unanswered prayer. Does God really care? Also, what happens when you um, your prayers are answered? What, what's the reason for that? And if you're in the process of waiting right now, why why is it that you're waiting? What's the point in suffering? So like I said, you tuned into that Dogenic Carousella. As always, I apologize in advance if I wasted your time. And please stay tuned for um, a further in-depth discussion. If you're interested in watching short videos, I have a couple on um, Facebook and TikTok. Quick overview, three-minute videos of these chapters. Um, the podcast and blog, of course, are much more greater depth and in, in, um, in detail. So I appreciate any um, loyal followers, people who have listened and tuned in at any point in time. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. You um, definitely motivate me and help me to continue forward, as well as my own personal healing journey. This is why I'm going through this book, and I appreciate the support and feedback from any listener or viewer. So with that, give me one moment. Sometimes Christians are going to suffer. So like I mentioned Nietzsche saying, I don't I doubt whether such pain improves, but I do know it deepens us. And so the two main reasons or concepts why Christians might go through suffering is um we realize that it's to mold, shape, and refine us like sandpaper, to smooth us out. And also, you know, God really wants us to um to lean on him fully. One of the authors or contributors is J.I. Packer, PhD. Um, he, re- he, he makes mention, if God denies us something, it is only in order to make room for one or another of the things he has in mind. So sometimes it's for something greater or bigger for us. The authors also bring up the example of Joni Erickson Tata, um, who experienced a diving accident which resulted in her paralyzation. And her experiences that she wants to share with people through her suffering and pain was um, the purpose in um, suffering that she came through with her disability that the suffering purchases us the sin from our lives strengthens our commitment to him it forces us to depend on grace bind us together with other believers produces discernment fosters sensitivity dis- discipline um, stretches our hope increases our faith strengthens our character so many different positive attributes can be manifest through the suffering like the pruning process so when i think about these characteristics and um, things that come out through it like again talking about personal struggles and trying to find healing mental and physical I'm, i am encouraged and reminded by listening to these the, the importances of building your character and understanding where your faith is rooted from why you're going through this there's so many things that have come through it's difficult it's not fun but there are there are positives that come through it also the authors continue on going down um with our prayer we have to consider so much of the time we're looking at prayer to get what we want rather than communing with our father who knows what we need Pray and ask for healing, but recognize that we may not be happy with the reply since God knows best for what we need. 
could be maybe or maybe not or just straight up no. Um, and also to keep into the mindset of Paul in his writing 2 Corinthians. Let me just go ahead and jump straight to it because I have it marked. They are reminded, or we are reminded of Paul's writing, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. I'll go ahead and read it here because I have it. <clears throat> and he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast of my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in um, infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. And I remember reading that verse to my grandmother when she was in hospice, in hospital, sharing that with her and just going, you know, watching her expression and realizing that that moment, she was like, yes, though I'm here weak, she knows that she's made perfect in Christ, that this, this earthly experience here is short. So this is not in the section that I have gone over in the book. This is my side note, personal note, and I wanted to put this out there. Because it's difficult and painful. Um, sometimes the answer to our suffering is ultimately an earthly death, and that we will find our perfect bodies and our healing and everything that we need, completeness, with Christ and unity in his glory and his presence on the other side of earth. So it's not always what we want. We want to experience healing, but the answer may be not the way that we want. So I have to put that up disclaimer. Nothing to do with so far. I haven't come across that with this book and just in the very, very intro, or it will be discussed probably later on in more detail, but I wanted to throw that out there personally. I know that there's times where People are going to die, and they've prayed and prayed and prayed, and people are wondering, well, why didn't God answer that prayer? Well, technically he did. It's just not the way that we necessarily wanted it. So another aspect that the authors wanted to share was prayers without a punch. Um, some of us are so comfortable with the idea of pain and decay that we don't pray nearly enough or hard enough or often. And sometimes we're also not very, very specific with what we're praying for. We're just kind of like, Lord, help me heal me and we're not really getting into the fine-tuning of what we really want or desire from him um, or we're praying for the wrong type of healing after all how would a miraculous healing from an ulcer benefit us if we are um, if the anger and bitterness and hatefulness that caused the ulcer is still trying um, tying our gut in knots so another reason why we may not have healing is because we're still doing things that we're going to continue to um, bring damage and destruction to our bodies, counterproductive. Um, so Dr. McNutt has said, God does not, God does care for us, not just our souls, but all of us. And I'm going to bring up um, a reference from another pastor here. I've been listening to him. I actually do not know his name, but I hopefully will be able to get it and, um, and put that detail in here. But he was saying, when it comes to our prayer life, we have no business praying for something that A, we're not willing for God to work through us personally, or B, um, why would he heal us for us to continue to go out and actively sin against him? Why would he bring healing upon your body if you're going to bring destruction to his creation? So sometimes he's not going to heal us because he's like, you're not your heart, your mind, your character, your characteristics, your lifestyle choices are not bringing glory and honor to um, to him, to his creation, you're not spreading love, 
compassion, etc., etc. So I personally, I feel like I have fallen victim to this myself, going through like hardships, dealing with autoimmune issues, mental illness, past, you know, lifestyle, destructive lifestyle and depression. And I'm just thinking, yeah, why would he help me with these things if I'm not going to fully serve him, give him all the praise and glory that he deserves? You know, why would he, as a good loving father trying to spread his message, love, peace, joy, you know, patience, all these good things, that, you know, the fruits of the spirit, why is he going to bring healing upon a person who's not going to go out there and, you know, fulfill that, that purpose, that calling on their life? So... Again, not from this particular book, but kind of in tandem with the idea of we're praying for these things, yet we're not in line and in tune with what his will is for us. Things to consider. So let's go back to the book, though, and they're referencing. Again, just bringing out some of the highlights here, some, you know, little tidbits, major talking points. Um, a gentleman, a former Dominican priest, he believes, this is his opinion, that too many people have bought the idea that suffering is God's will for them. And he says, no, God doesn't heal everyone who prays, but God's normative will is that the people will be healed unless there is some countervailing reason. So we need to realize that sometimes suffering will happen and learn to live through it, but also that is not his, his initial will or plan for us, and that we need to believe that there's a reason why Jesus came to earth. He performed miracles, and people are still witnessing miracles today in modern-day society, that it's still possible. So, again, just a couple of talking points. Why is it that we don't get healed? Why are people still suffering? There's, there's reasons that can come from it. Um, so the next section I'm going to talk about is getting the yes. Why is it that some people are experiencing the yes response? Continue with that. Let's just jump straight into it. So, um, I wanted to talk about next, why are we, or are some people getting the yes answer? So the authors, by their own admittance, say there really is no magic formula to why people just get better. They just sometimes do. Um, but here are some reasons why. Um, they, so they notate, they allow medicine to help. They actually allow the doctors to prescribe them the right medication and they got the right treatment. So that's one of the important things. They prayed or someone prayed for them. We've already talked about in the beginning sections about the importance of prayer. And um, they mentioned Matthew, so Matthew, I'm sorry, yeah, Mark 16, 18, the laying on of hands um, near or on a person and the, the benefits of the physical touch. Um, I'm going to go on a little mini side tangent about physical touch. Um, being electrical beings, the um, electrical synopsis that happen in the brain and that, you know, we know it about static electricity and we talk about people's vibrations and giving off an energy the touch thing the, the importance of being in physical um, proximity with other people with like believers the importance of fellowship praise and worship the singing the vibrations the speaking God's words being in the company and fellowship of like believers is so that so vital and it's very detrimental to someone's health when you're in isolation and you're by yourself completely Oh, I have a little bug companion who went to join me. So, yeah, isolation, um, complete um, solitary confinement is very, very damaging to the mental well-being of a person. It's, it's already been defined as cruel and unusual punishment or severe punishment for extreme cases. So when we have a Christian or a person who is um, experiencing ailments, sicknesses, what have you, they definitely would benefit 
from being in the company of other people. So again, that was reference Mark 1618, laying on of hands. So what other reasons or contributing factors can, can be um, associated or connected with um, getting a yes answer to healing? So they remove emotional obstacles to get the healing. So we talked about the ulcer. If you're still angry and your stomach's all knotted up and you expect healing, well, that's not going to be very beneficial. So they say, um, since research shows that emotional problems such as bitterness and the ability, inability to forgive are often the root of a poor mental and physical health, treating the emotional problems with confession and prayer is high priority, says Dr. McNutt. So this is why we need to confess our sins. This is why we need to forgive and let it go. And again, going through my own personal journey, absolutely imperative. This is why I'm so latched onto this book and why I'm here doing these discussions with you because I've seen it in my own personal life and these people, authors, these doctors, PhD, psychologists, psychiatrists, meditators, spiritual leaders are all saying that there's an importance to um, prayer and forgiveness. They have faith. It's not mandatory, as says Dr. McNatt. But um, it's an indication that we believe in God and his love for us. So that's been very calming and reassuring. It gives people faith and hope. Um, they're trying to live right. So they're handling their problems, cutting out the bad issues. Um, patients, they realize the body takes time to heal. And they allow other answers. In our church, we pray for God's spirit that the illness is either healed or, reflected, or sorry, rectified dramatically. And sometimes it is. Is Pastor Smith, but sometimes the prayer leads to a different cure. So we've seen emotional healing in families, closeness, um, a person's lifestyle completely changes. Things that you don't even expect end up coming out, um, coming out very, very positive in the end. So highly um, encourage you to check this out and experience why um, sometimes people are healed, why they're not, why the process takes longer. What you can expect, do you expect to suffer for the rest of your life? Is that what God's will or plan for you is? So, um, it's definitely a delicate balancing act between having the faith knowing that He can and will heal you, or realizing that this is not on this side of earth, it may not happen. But having the faith that you will have a new perfect body after this one on earth passes away. So, it's just being, I believe with Paul's writings, being content in all circumstances really is um, one of the most vital pieces of biblical truth and um, information you can get to be content in all circumstances and just to find peace. You can, and I will actually bring it up here, let me backtrack to page... 34, talking about Paul and his finding, um, boasting his infirmities, they share that Reverend Billy Graham writes, God is still in control, even if you do not understand all that happens in the sin-scarred world. Like Paul, we can be sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. So, you can be sad. You can still be sad, but are still understanding and being comfortable and content with how life has played out for you. So... Again, getting the yes answer um, allowed medicine to help, prayed for someone, or someone prayed for them, removed emotional obstacles, they have the faith, they're trying to live right, they're being patient, and they allow other answers. So, 
Let me go ahead and get ready to conclude this for the last section and then give you some more food for thought. So um, the last section right here is going to probably be very, very brief, but it says, trust his heart. When we're struggling, when we can't see God working, we don't know what's going on, we don't understand it, we need to trust his heart, what's God, what has been written about God and his word, um, seeing things that have already happened in other people's lives, already happened in the Bible. Hey there, I scared my little doggy. I'm so sorry, I did not mean to scare you, Justice. So, going back to the Bible and just experiencing other things in life, what's happened, and knowing what he says. He is um, all-knowing, all-powerful, you know, omniscient, omnipresent. He's um, the Omega, the, the beginning, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am that I am. You know, he spoke the entire world into existence. We know he's the great healer, the great physician. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to come and perform miracles. So, to me, that's just whew, so much to take in. But, again, referencing our good book right here, the question is, trust in his heart. So, they have the verses in Isaiah 61, 2 through 3. I'm going to go ahead and read 61, 1 through 3, because um, it's just... Such a powerful scripture reading. So let me go just jump straight into it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. I love that so much. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who were bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil for joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So, just very, very comforting words. Just, I don't even, I'm a lot of lost for words after reading that because there is clear countless stories why people aren't finding the comfort, the peace that they need. And it says, when all around us there are answers to prayers, and ours seem like they're bouncing off the ceiling, there is an old saying we do well to remember. When you can't see his hand, trust his heart. And then Reverend um, Graham says, this is not an easy time for you, but you can come through the experience with a deeper sense of God's love. Christ came to comfort all who mourn, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of spirit of despair. So, um, thanks be to God for that. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to come here and discuss this with you guys, and I hope that um, you get some type of encouragement. I definitely feel encouraged myself, and I pray that for everyone else here. So with that, um, let me again just give a quick run through of what we've discussed. Unanswered prayer, does God really care? And the truth is, absolutely, we don't understand his intentions. We can sit here and have all of our plans, but like one of the authors already said, um, much of the time we're looking at prayer to get what we want rather than communing with our Father who knows what we need. And I am definitely... Been 
not screaming at him, but you know, up in his ear, like, Lord, why? This is ridiculous. This is not even fair. This isn't right. This isn't accurate. Like, there is, you know, like, just uh, like, I want to do so much for you. Like, why are you, it feels like you're holding me back. Why are you allowing all this when all I want to do is really serve and work for you and get out there and get stuff accomplished? And I'm like, I feel like you're holding me back and I'm wasting time and not that's not true at all or accurate like he's like you are i'm still building your character i'm still forming you i'm healing your mind I'm healing your body you've gone through a huge transformation transitional period you're getting like stronger and more resilient and more in tune and it's just again from my experience hearing other people's experiences i'm very grateful now looking back at the opportunity to go to this trial and I'm very blessed to have found this book and going through it here with you guys to share. So sometimes with our prayers, prayers without a punch, are we specific enough? Are we praying often and bringing these petitions to him regularly? Uh, is it changing our, our mind and our spirit with the calming, meditating effects of prayer? Do we have the faith in it? Are we getting the support system from the like believers? And what are some things that will give you a yes answer? But people who are allowing the medicine to help them, other people praying for them, removing the emotional obstacles, having the faith, trying to live right, being patient, and allowing for other answers. And ultimately, we need to trust his heart. If we can't see what he's doing, trust the character of God that he's all loving, all knowing, powerful he does care about you and your whole body he has that intention and desire to see you happy and whole and my little note is it may not be on the side of heaven or i'm sorry this side of earth it might be you'll get the full healing that you're asking for or praying for when you're at peace with him and not on this side but to rejoice here on earth and um, to find contentment in everything and it's trust me this isn't easy or fun and i'm not expecting anyone to be like oh well you know like that was a breeze absolutely not this is why this book is here this is why we have the bible this is why you have countless seminars and life coaching you know programs and self-help books and diet plans and routines and meditations and there's this there's a reason why there is so much because this is not easy it's not always fun but please be encouraged you are not Trust and believe you are, you are not alone. There are people out there praying for you. We're also trying to encourage you through this process as well. So I appreciate anyone who's listened. And um, as always, I apologize if I've wasted your time. But I can only hope at any point in time you're consuming this content that you're doing well. Know that you're loved. People are praying for you. And um, thank you. Please be encouraged. And as always, 